Hi, and welcome to the Raven New Testament Church podcast. You are about to hear a powerful message. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today. of us out here tonight, but we come to worship God tonight. We come to have a blessing. We come to be a blessing. We come to receive from God what God has in store for us tonight. Praise God. Come to hear a good uh, message preached by Brother Tony tonight and, and just to pray and just to uh, have a good time in the Lord. We're closing for uh, uh, counseling the service for Wednesday night and counseling our prayer meeting for Thursday night due to it's Christmas Eve and uh, we won't be having that, And uh, but... Uh, be back on Sunday. We're back on Sunday having church uh, uh, here at Raven New Testament Church. But I appreciate you coming out to the house of God tonight. And uh, God's going to bless you for it. Amen. Bless your family for coming out. God loves you and God cares for you. Praise God. Let's remember all these prayer requests. Keep remembering Megan tonight. And uh, praise God. Remember our country tonight. I want you to also pray for each and every family. Pray for, let's pray for all the families. All the families, all our families in the church, excuse me, this, uh, amen, the holiday weekend's coming up. We want to pray God's protected hands upon all of us, that God will keep us all safe, that we can have good fellowship with the family and everything be work, work out, God. Let's just uh, pray that God keeps his hands upon us. Uh, Praise God. Because I tell you, we're living in the last days. Uh, we're living in some evil days. And we need God's protected hands up on us uh, uh, when we go out there in that great big world. Go to Walmart. We go different places. We need the hand of God uh, overshadowing us. Uh, amen. Because the enemy cannot touch us as long as the big hand of God is overshadowing us. Uh, when you go out, let's plead the blood and apply the blood of Jesus over our journey. And I guarantee you, the blood not only covers sin, but it covers our protection as well. And let's do that. Praise God. And uh, uh, pray for those that are not here tonight. Pray for those that could be here tonight. And uh, pray for this community tonight, our communities tonight. And uh, pray for all the lost tonight. And pray for our country tonight, this presidential situation. And uh, let's just, just pray that uh, as we started prayer meeting, church, I believe the church needs to pray. I believe we need to touch heaven. I believe that's going to get us all the way through is when we pray and and seek the face of God. Amen. Praise God. Prayer can't change it, but the one that we're praying to can change it. I guarantee you that. Amen. But praise God. Any, any spoken requests real quick? Jimmy? Yes, sir. We will do it. Praise God. Remember Beth. She's not feeling well this afternoon. Praise God. Any more spoken requests? Remember Gladys and Robert tonight. Let's pray for them. Also... Pray for all our elders tonight, Sister Meany tonight, those that are not here tonight. Uh, let's pray for our elders. Let's pray for our adults. Let's pray for our young adults. Let's pray for our, uh, our teenagers. Let's pray for our children. And let's pray for our babies. I believe that covers them all, don't you? If we'll pray for them, we can do it tonight. Praise God. But I appreciate you, God tonight. Love him tonight. Any more requests? Amen. I tell you, I thank God for what he did for that homestew family. 
See, God can work the impossible. When we pray and seek the face of God, God moves on our behalf. Praise God. Amen. Any unspoken Christ raising your hands? Praise God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you uh, uh, this night, God. We thank and praise you, God, for this wonderful uh, night, God, that you blessed us with. This is a, a day, Lord, you have made it. We must be glad. We must rejoice in it because this is a day you made, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I pray for these requests. Pray for my granddaughter tonight, uh, Megan, God. She's healed in the name of Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and claim the victory for God. Claim a miracle for God tonight, Lord, and her family, God. But I appreciate you tonight. Pray for all these requests. Pray for our community tonight, God. Pray for all the lost, all the sick, all the shed, and all the backsliders tonight, God. Pray for each and every family, God. We're facing these holidays, God. And God, I know you're going to be with us. I know you're going to keep your protected hands up on us, God. God, I know you ain't going to fail us. You ain't going to forsake us. You ain't going to leave us. You said, Lord, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world, Lord. But I appreciate you tonight, and I love you tonight, God. Bless our musicians tonight. Bless every song tonight, God. We bind the hindering spirits, God, that tries to hinder this service tonight, God. Anoint Brother Tony, God. Use him in a mighty way tonight. Let the Spirit of God be real in the house of God. And we pray for those right outside them doors right there, God, in this community, God, that you'll save to the uttermost, God. Pray for laborers to come in at your, at your church here at Raven New Testament Church and to your harvest, God, somewhere that'll work with us and not against us, Lord. God, we appreciate you. God, we praise you for this opportunity, God. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Tab, would you come and amen. Brian, would you come? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her peace. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. No more let sin and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as
G chord. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy, my old God, and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born. sons of earth born to give them second birth hail the heaven-born prince of peace hail the son of righteousness light and life to all he brings risen with healing in his wings heart the herald angels sing glory to herald angels sing glory to the newborn king peace on earth and mercy my old god and sinners reconciled joyful all ye nations rise join the triumph of the skies with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn King. Happy birthday, Jesus. It's a time of year. All the lights on the trees say Christmas time is near. Another year's behind us. You helped us make it through. Happy birthday, Jesus. This song is just for you. There's a gift for everyone but you underneath the tree. It's not much, but I hope you like this song to hear from me. We all get so hung up 
on material things And it seems like we forget what Christmas really means It should be thanks we're giving That's why I wrote this tune Happy birthday, Jesus This song is just for you There's a gift for everyone but you Underneath the tree Oh, it's not much, but I hope you like this song to you from me Happy birthday Jesus That's why I wrote this tune Happy birthday Jesus My song is just for you This is lean love in my heart Rise my soul message Don't leave me alone Don't leave me
Praise God. We're going to go ahead and, uh, excuse me, turn Brother Tony loose at this time. Praise God. Stretch your hands this way and ask God to bless the man of God at this time. Heavenly Father, we ask you, God, to bless Brother Tony. Known him, God. Use him, God, for thy glory. As he feeds us the encrafted word of Almighty God. Help him, Lord. Touch his voice to God. Touch him spiritually, physically tonight, God, as well, God. Help him tonight, God. Preach him tonight, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good to have you here with us tonight, those that are here and uh, those that are listening uh, in. Good to have you as well. And uh, I'm going to, amen, if it's all right, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to get right on into it uh, tonight, but, uh, and uh, get on into the message. Amen. Just want to kind of continue on with a, with a thought, I guess, and with the uh, Sunday school lesson this morning and the message Brother Bubba uh, preached uh, this morning as well. Just kind of want to continue on those same lines of uh, the Christmas story and some things that tie uh, to that uh, tonight. And, uh, and so uh, those of you that are here and those of you that are listening, I hope you have your Bibles, amen, with you. We're going we're gonna to jump around a little bit, but... Uh, uh, we'll have them up here on the screen as well. If you can't, uh, uh, if you can't flip to all of them, uh, but uh, certainly want you to see the Word of God tonight. Uh, and this may be a little more teaching than preaching, uh, and I uh, won't be uh, before you too long uh, tonight. And I just want to uh, deliver some message. The thought is tonight: born to die. And I want to talk about the virgin birth of Jesus Christ and kind of what it means uh, for us. Uh, so. Uh, uh, as we kind of celebrate Christmas, uh, you know, we, we begin to think about, as we talked about this morning so much, Jesus and what He's done for us, and uh, uh, really, they, uh, we, we spent some time this morning talking about the star of Bethlehem. Brother Bubba preached uh, uh, the Christmas story there of how Jesus was born, uh, and that, it was miraculous. It was, uh, it was a miracle from God. There's no other way to describe it, uh, but there's a lot of people today, a lot of um, a lot of denominations, a lot of, um, I'll just call, uh, well, I'll just call them what they are, cults, uh, that, uh, that don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. They don't believe that He's God uh, in human flesh. Uh, they just describe Him as just a human being. He was just a good prophet, and uh, you know maybe He performed some miracles. Some would agree with that, but uh, they stopped short of saying that Jesus is God. And, and most of the time, if you 
drill down on it and try to figure out, well, why do they believe that? It all ties back to the virgin birth. They do not believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. Because uh, if you can eliminate that, then you can el- eliminate the miracle. If he was born just like any other man, uh, then, uh, then we can eliminate the miracle of his birth, and he's not any different than anybody else. And so I want to spend a little bit of time looking at uh, this tonight, and uh, we'll break it down into three, three parts. We're going to look at the validity, the necessity, and the efficacy of the virgin birth. Now, until about two weeks ago, we probably if I would have said efficacy, everybody would have said, what in the world does that mean? It means it just means effective. But now we hear all the COVID stuff, right? The vaccine, we hear about the efficacy of the, of the vaccine. So everybody should know and understand uh, what that word uh, means tonight. So first of all, let's, let's dig into it. Number one, the validity of the virgin birth. So was Jesus truly born of a virgin and does it really matter? That's the question, okay? That's the question we're going to try to answer uh, tonight. So first of all, uh, I want to back up. I want to read as we get into that. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 2, verse 9. Hebrews 2 and 9. I mean, a lot of scriptures we could take as our text tonight, but I think this one says it pretty clear. Hebrews 2 and 9 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. You know what that means? It says to me, Jesus was born to die. That's that's why he was born. That's why he came into this world. Uh, Brother Bubba preached to us uh, this morning, made a little lower than the angels. In other words, made uh, in in the form of of a human being, just like us. I mean, for what purpose? For the suffering of death on the cross. And so as we get into it today, the validity of the virgin birth. Well, you don't have to go very far in the Bible Amen. To, to see this concept and see uh, what God's plan was from the very beginning. Genesis chapter number 3, verse 15. Everybody knows it, I'm sure. It says, and I will, this is God speaking the curse to the serpent, who we know is Satan. God said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Well, let's back into this. First of all, the woman he's talking about is Eve. Uh, again, the one he's talking about uh, or talking to directly here is the serpent, which is Satan. And he says, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And there it is, right? Because if you read through the genealogies in, in the Old Testament and all those things, it's always the father begat the son, and that son begat another son, and that son begat another son. It's always described in the, in the line of the father and in the seed of the man uh, that's being brought down, amen, from generation to generation. But here in this case, in Genesis 3.15, early on in the Bible, Jesus said it's not the seed of a man, it's not the seed of Adam that is going to bring forth the Messiah. It's going to be the seed of the woman. And what, what does that mean? Well, that means the Messiah is going to have to to come in in a different way than anybody else has ever been born before. He's going to be born of a virgin. I believe that's what that's telling us early on in the Word of God. It says when it says, uh, uh, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. That's the, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. That's why he died, uh, why he was born into this world, amen, to save us from our sins. Not only, I mean, you find it in Genesis, it was also prophesied in Isaiah. Isaiah 7 and 14 says, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. 
Now, as far as I'm concerned, you can stop with that verse right there, amen, and it says what it says, and it, I believe what it says, amen, tonight, but uh, amen, uh, the, the prophet Isaiah prophesied some hundreds of years before Jesus was born, amen, that this would be the sign that the Messiah would be born of a virgin. It'd be something different. It was also announced by the angel Gabriel. Uh, look at Luke chapter number one, beginning at verse uh, number 26. I mean, this is a little bit of reading. Y'all bear with me. Uh, I'm going to read through this a little bit quickly. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man who was named Joseph. Now, pause there just for a minute, because what a lot of people will do, they'll go back to Isaiah and they'll say, well, the prophecy was that, I mean, the Messiah is going to be born of a virgin, but all virgin means is just a young woman. It doesn't mean uh, virgin in the sense that we think of it just means young woman. Well, I mean, that's not what it says here. Amen. And we're, amen, reading in the New Testament here, it said to a virgin who is espoused. I mean, what did we say that was? I mean, this, mor- this morning, Brother Bubba, I mean, he's a, that, it means that they were to be married. And in Jewish law, amen, they were actually, amen, considered married. Amen. In some, in some ways, amen, even at this time. And so this wasn't just a young girl. Amen. This was uh, a lady who was uh, at, amen, the, the time of being married and all of those things, uh, amen, she was a spouse to Joseph, amen, so this wasn't just, uh, amen, a young woman, this is, I believe, what the Bible specifically says, she was a virgin, and of the house, was of Joseph in the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came into her and said, hail thou, art, uh, hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women, and when she saw him, she was troubled as a saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Notice what's going to happen here. She's going to conceive in her womb. She's going to bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. Verse 32. He shall be great and shall, call, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then Mary said unto angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? There it is. Amen. She admits even to herself, to the angel, amen, that she is a virgin, has not been with a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, verse 35, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Amen. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Amen. And the power of the highest of God himself is going to overshadow thee, and that thing which is born is going to be called the Son of God. In other words, amen, Mary was a virgin, and she was conceived, amen, of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit, amen, without, amen, any other natural means. Amen. That was a miracle in and of itself. We're going to talk a little bit more about it, amen, as we go. It was also uh, understood Amen. In the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And we have two of them. We've got one in Matthew and we've got one in Luke. Well, if you look at the one in Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter number one, verse 16. Amen. The Bible says, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Now, again, here's this idea. If you go through the genealogy, we're not going to take time to read it. Uh, a lot of people skip over this. You get time, go back and read it this week and study through it. Amen. There's a lot of things you can get out of this. 
this first part of Matthew chapter number 1. Uh, but one of the things is, if you look through this, amen, it says, Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judah and his brethren, and Judah begat Pharaoh and Zerah, and it's the father begat the son, and the son begat another son, and that son begat another son. But when you get down to Jesus, it says, Jacob begat Joseph, who was the, going to be the husband of Mary, amen, of whom is born Jesus, who is called the Christ. It never says that Joseph begat Jesus, because he didn't. Amen. He was not, amen, the uh, biological father of Jesus Christ. And that's significant to us, amen, because, amen, it fulfills exactly what uh, the angel told Mary is that this thing that's going to be conceived of you is going to be conceived of the Holy Ghost, amen, that comes upon you. Not only that, amen, it's also recorded as historical fact by the New Testament writers. And there's a lot of them we could go to. I just skipped on down to verse 18 in Matthew here. Amen. And it says in chapter number one, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Amen. She was still a virgin when she was conceived of this child. Amen. And Jesus Christ, even until the point, amen, after Jesus Christ was born. Now we know, I'm not going to get into all that tonight. Amen. We know that Mary and Joseph had other children after Jesus was born. Uh, that Joseph was the father of, but Joseph was not the father of Jesus Christ. Who is the father of Jesus Christ? God the Father. Amen. And that, that's it. Amen. So uh, here's the, the question we were trying to answer. Amen. Is, is, was Jesus born of a virgin and does it matter? Well, first of all, the Bible declares very plainly that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. There's no question in my mind. The question is, does it, does it really matter? Well, I think it think it does, amen, because when we deny the virgin birth, amen, it's a denial of the inerrancy and authority of God's Word. If God's Word says it, I believe it, amen. That, uh, uh, we, we say it, we may put it back on the sign out there one day, but amen, the saying is this, God's Word says it, that settles it, so I believe it, amen. And that's all I need, amen, tonight to know, amen. It, it's vital for us, amen, it's, uh, uh, to understand and know that G, how Jesus Christ came into this world, amen, because, uh, amen, that, that does some things for us and, and, and helps us to understand, amen, exactly how, amen, Jesus could come into this world and save us from our sins, amen, deliver us out of, amen, that power of sin and death uh, over our lives. Let's look at number two, the necessity of the virgin birth. So why? So if, if it, we know it has uh, happened, we know it did happen, he was born of a virgin, we know it matters, amen, but why was it necessary for Jesus to be born of a virgin? Well, Brother Bubba touched on it, amen, this morning, so I'm going to go through this uh, quickly. I wrote some things down, and I'm going to read it because I don't want to miss anything, amen, but I got, uh, uh, I'm going to list this out for us tonight, amen. Through one act of disobedience, Adam brought sin into the world. Because we are all descendants of Adam, we all inherit a sinful nature. Because of our sinful nature, we are unable to perfectly obey God's laws. Because we are unable to perfectly obey God's laws, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, we deserve to receive the wages of our sins, and the wages of sin is death. Someone or something must die in order to atone for sin. Blood must be shed. 
without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. God gave the ancient Israelites the Levitical law and the animal sacrifices to atone for their sins, but that system was temporary. The blood of bulls and goats was not a permanent solution to the sin problem. They had to offer those sacrifices over and over again, so we needed a once-for-all eternal sacrifice that would atone for sin once and for all. Amen? We needed a Savior. We needed a Messiah. We needed someone who was perfect and undefiled by sin to die in our place. Any human being was automatically disqualified because of our sinful nature. The only one who could meet these requirements was God himself. God would have to die in our place as a substitute. His blood would have to be shed to atone for sin once and for all. But the problem is God is a spirit and he is eternal and so he cannot die. So the only way God could die and offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins was to become one of us. He'd have to become flesh, become human. He'd have to add humanity to his deity. And the only way for God to become human was to be born of a woman. And the only way for God to be born of a woman without inheriting the sinful nature of a human father was to be conceived of the Holy Ghost and born of a virgin. So without the virgin birth, there is no Messiah, there is no Savior, there is no cross of Calvary, amen, there is no redemption, amen, there is no forgiveness of sin, amen, when we talk about, amen, oh, the blood of Jesus, amen, it would not, uh, amen, be effective for us uh, had it not been for the way that God brought His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. Uh, and I'm thankful, amen, tonight, uh, amen, that I'm a recipient uh, of the grace of God uh, and the mercy of God. God, amen, in my life, amen, because of how he came into this world. Therefore, the, not only is the virgin birth necessary, our salvation is dependent upon it, amen, and the fact, amen, that Jesus came into, amen, this world in this way. There was no other way. There was no other way. Amen, God had this figured out. We saw it from Genesis 3.15. He had it figured out from the very beginning. The virgin birth is foundational to the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Amen. The virgin birth preserves the deity of Jesus Christ. In other words, amen, the way that the virgin birth took place, amen, Jesus Christ is God. And he, it, uh, amen, and they could say, amen, if he was born by natural means, amen, then how in the world could he be God? How in the world could he be deity? But the Bible says it very plainly, Colossians 2 and 9. For in him, in Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's enough for me. Amen. Those that, uh, uh, those that can stand and um, even, even some, what some people would identify as mainstream Christian denominations, and I would argue that they are not, that they're cults, uh, that can stand behind a pulpit or, or can put out teaching and say that Jesus is not God, uh, that he was created at some point in time, that him and, and Lucifer, Satan, are brothers, and, and all these things. I don't know where in the world they get it from. They didn't get it from my Bible, and they didn't get it from your Bible. Amen. Because my Bible says that Jesus Christ is God. He's fully God. The virgin birth also preserves the humanity of Jesus Christ. Galatians 4 and 4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. In other words, uh, he was born of a woman. He was human. Amen. He did take on flesh. 
Uh, and, and because of that, it also preserves the sinlessness of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4 and 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. That's powerful. Because of the way Jesus came into the world, he lived. Brother Bubba, he got hungry, he got thirsty, he got tired. Amen. He was spit on, he was ridiculed. Amen. He went through trials, he went through rejection. His own disciples, amen, rejected him. And, and uh, uh, he faced all these things, amen, that, that we have to face in our everyday life. And because of that, amen, he can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In other words, he knows what we're going through and what we're facing because he's been there, amen, he's done that, amen, and he knows exactly how to comfort us, amen, when we do go through those things. I also want to mention one other thing. The virgin birth also solves the curse of Jehoiakim. The, hurt, the curse of Jehoiakim. What in the world is that? Well, I'm going to go through this kind of quickly, amen, but so this is one point that a lot of people use to try to deny the deity of Jesus Christ and the virgin birth uh, and um, Jesus' right to be called the Messiah. Uh, the curse of Jehoiakim uh, goes back to King David. In uh, 2 Samuel 7 and 16, God promises David that his descendants would rule over Israel forever. So we know that the Messiah is going to be descended from David. The Messiah is called the root and the offspring of David. And Jehoiakim, he's also called Jeconiah, was a descendant of David through Solomon, his son Solomon. Jehoiakim was one of the last kings of Judah. In fact, he was only king for a few months prior to the Babylonian captivity. Jehoiakim was cursed by God because of his wickedness, and God said that none of his descendants would sit on the throne of David. Where do you find this? Jeremiah chapter number 22, verse 30. Here's what it says, speaking of Jehoiakim. Thus saith the Lord, write ye this man childless, a man that shall not prosper in his days. For no man of his seed shall prosper sitting upon the throne of David and ruling any more in Judah. Now the problem we get to, amen, is when we get to Matthew chapter number 1 in the genealogy of Jesus, Jehoiakim is one of the ancestors of Joseph. We see that in Matthew chapter 1, verse number 11. Amen. So if Jesus is a descendant of Joseph, this would disqualify him from being the Messiah and sitting on the throne, amen, because the curse of Jehoiakim would apply to him, amen. But uh, God in his infinite wisdom already had all this figured out. The virgin birth solves that problem. Because of the virgin birth, Jesus is not the biological descendant of Joseph and not the biological descendant of Jehoiakim. So the curse of Jehoiakim does not apply to Jesus. If there was no virgin birth and Joseph was Jesus' biological father, then Jesus could not be the Messiah. So the Bible not only supports the idea of the virgin birth, it absolutely demands it. I mean, there's no other way that the Messiah could have been born to satisfy all these requirements. Jesus is right to be called the son of David, amen, to sit on the throne of his father, amen, comes through his mother's, Mary's genealogies, not Joseph's. I mean, as I said earlier, I mean, Matthew records uh, the genealogy of Joseph, uh, and it records it, uh, uh, I believe, from Abraham through David down to Joseph and then the, to Jesus. But Luke records Jesus' genealogy from Adam, all the way from Adam, through David and to his mother Mary. So from Luke's genealogy, we know Jesus was descended from David through David's son called Nathan, not Solomon. Amen. And because of that, 
Amen. He was not a descendant of Jehoiakim, and that uh, curse that God placed upon that man, amen, does not apply to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What does all that mean? Amen. That means Jesus is exactly who he says that he is. Amen. He is, amen, the Messiah, and he fulfilled it perfectly. Amen. I wish we had time. Uh, we probably could have taken time today. Amen. But I wish we had time, amen, to go through all the Old Testament prophecies of Jesus from, amen, where he would be born and how he would be born and what it would be like when he was born. Amen. There were so many prophecies in the Old Testament, amen, that spoke of Jesus Christ, amen, and, uh, and how he would come into the world and how the Messiah, amen, would come to us, amen. And Jesus Christ fulfilled every single one of those prophecies perfectly, perfectly. Amen. There's nobody else that could do it. Amen. Jews are still looking for a Messiah. Well, they're going to keep looking until one day they look up and they see Jesus coming on the clouds and us coming behind him. Amen. They're going to realize, amen, that all along, amen, he was the Messiah and he, he is the Messiah and he fulfilled all these things. Number three, the efficacy of the virgin birth. Amen. We're almost done. What are the results of the virgin birth of Jesus? Brother Bubba touched on a lot of this this morning, so I'm going to go through it uh, quickly. First of all, amen, we know during Christmas time, it's a time of giving gifts. Amen. And Brother Bubba told us very plainly this morning, Mary wrapped the first Christmas present. Amen. Uh, and God uh, gave the first Christmas present when he gave his only begotten son. Uh, and so we know that uh, uh, God is a gift giver, amen, to us. And there's some gifts that he's given us, uh, amen, through his son, Jesus Christ, that are results, amen, of how Jesus came into the world. Think about it just for a minute. Uh, somebody did. I didn't read the uh, illustration this morning uh, from the Sunday school lesson, but go back if you have a Sunday school book, amen, and read through that. I mean, one of the illustrations in there uh, was an illustration that somebody had written, amen, on what the world would be like, what the earth would be like if, if Jesus had not come. Think about that just for a minute. Where would we be today, amen, if Jesus had not come and died for us on the cross? Amen. It would be, I mean, we think it's bad now. Whoo. Amen. It would be, it would be, it'd be terrible. Amen. We're just about seeing, I'm telling you, I mean, if, uh, uh, we've talked about this before. I'm going to get a little off subject here, but I mean, we talked about this before. I'm, I'm just going to reiterate it, amen, that uh, uh, when, this, when this thing comes down to it, when the rapture of the church takes place and the church of God is raptured, the true church of God, amen, is raptured out of this place off of this planet, amen, and I believe the Holy Spirit is going to go with us. If that's the restraining force, the Bible talks about that must be taken out of the way for the Antichrist to come on the scene. And you take the church out of this world and you take the Holy Spirit out of this world, amen, and you leave this place to the Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist and Satan himself, amen, we think it's bad now, amen, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what it's going to be like during that time, amen, so it's, it's going to pay, amen, to get ready and it's going to pay to stay ready and it's going to pay to go in the rapture, it is, Amen. Some people say, well, you know what? Amen. There's so many, plenty of people, amen, saved during the tribulation. The Bible says there will be those that come out of the great tribulation period of time and will be saved. But guess what? Many of them are going to be, amen, the, the book of Revelation describes them being beheaded, amen, for their faith. Amen. They're going to be killed. They're going to be martyred, amen, for their faith. Amen. They're going to go through the tribulation and they're going to go through, amen, the wrath of God being poured out on this planet. Uh, amen. There might be two buses going out here, amen, one in the rapture and one in the great tribulation, amen, but it's going to pay to go in the first bus, uh, amen, and get out of here, amen, when, uh, amen to, to avoid, amen, all those things that are coming. I don't want to go on the second bus. Hey, put me on the first one, Jesus. 
Amen. Punch my ticket already. Amen. Just keep my seat. Amen. I'm going to try to, amen, keep myself ready. Amen. So when I, amen, that time comes, I'm ready to go. Amen. The efficacy of the virgin birth. Number one, it gives us the gift of salvation. Amen. What a, what a gift. I mean, we can just stop there. I mean, that's a powerful gift. I'm not going to dig too deep, amen, in that tonight because, like I said, Brother Bubba's already preached that, amen, this morning, amen. But uh, God gave us that first Christmas present, His only begotten Son, Jesus. He died to set us free from the power of sin and death. And the gift of salvation doesn't cost us anything. You know, that's the, that's the point of a gift. It doesn't cost you a thing. Amen. Hey, guys, at, guys at work, guys that worked for me the other day, they, uh, they handed me a gift, a gift card to, to Academy, uh, and uh, they had, they'd went together and pulled their money together and, uh, and bought that gift card, brought it to me. And you know, they didn't come to me and say, well, you know, um, we, we put $75 on that card, so, um, you know, we take check or cash. They didn't say it. It was a gift. I mean, they gave it to me. They didn't expect anything in return. I got them something in return, but they didn't expect anything in return. Amen. Amen. That's what a gift is. Amen. A gift is free. <laughs> Amen. And we have that, that promise, amen, tonight of the free gift, amen, of salvation in our life. Number two, it also gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Every single believer who places their faith in Christ are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is our helper. Amen. He's there to be our, our guide. I mean, he's there to, uh, to, to help us along, amen, every single day of life's journey. Amen. What a promise that is because... I mean, when we brought it out over the last couple of weeks. I mean, back in the Old Testament, they didn't have that. The Holy Spirit only came upon certain people and it only came at certain times. Amen. There were only certain ones who were uh, anointed or empowered by the Holy Spirit. But in the New Testament, under the New Covenant, every single one of us have the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Amen. So when we read that today, I mean... Uh, in, in Romans chapter number one, it says when, when they are without excuse, we are without excuse today because God has done so much for it. The gift of the Holy Spirit is a powerful, powerful gift. Amen. And, and uh, our salvation in Jesus Christ also gives us access to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So every believer has the Holy Spirit. Amen. But uh, as we read through the book of Acts and we study through the other New Testament books, we see very plainly, amen, that God has provided to us Amen, the gift of the Holy Spirit, amen, and uh, the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Not only that, amen, there are other gifts, the gift of prophecy, the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of discernment, amen, the gift of uh, healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of faith, the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation. All of these things, amen, are there for us and are available to us, and they're gifts. I don't have to earn it. It's a gift. All God's asking us to do sometimes is just... Open it up. You don't have to ask these kids. You put a present in front of these kids, I mean, they know exactly what to do with it. They tear the paper off of that thing and they sling it every direction they can sling it, amen, and they say, where's the next one? Amen. Amen. They, just, they look at it for a second. Amen. Throw that one out. Where's my next present? Where's my next present? Amen. I wish to God, uh, I mean, church folks were like that sometimes and say, uh, Amen. God, Amen. Use me in the gift uh, of a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. Amen. Where's the next one? God, give me the gift of faith. Amen. God, give me the gift of healing. God, give me the gift of tongues and interpretation. I wish we had some church folks got a little excited about the gifts of God. Maybe that's another message for another day. Finally, gives us the gift of eternal life. God gave the gift of His Son, Jesus, so that we could have everlasting 
life. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Everlasting life. It sure beats the alternative. Because every human being, we said this before, but every human being is going to live forever. It's not about living forever. Amen. It's about how you're going to live forever. Amen. There's everlasting life and there's going to be everlasting death. Amen. Because the Bible says those that spend eternity in hell, amen, it is going to be eternal perpetual torment. Amen. And there's not going to be that drop of water to cool their tongue. Amen. But we've been given the opportunity today, amen, to receive the gift of salvation, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the gift of eternal life that God has provided for us. And how did that come into the world? It came through a little Virgin Mary some 2,000 years ago. A little child, a little baby called Jesus that was conceived of the Holy Ghost, amen, that came into this world, amen, innocent, was born, not Amen. Of kingly stature according to this world's standards. Amen. He didn't come into this world with a silver spoon in his mouth. Amen. Jeff Bezos was not his dad. Bill Gates. Amen. He wasn't along those lines. Amen. Nobody. Amen. Really knew who is what who he was. His earthly father. Amen. Joseph, just a carpenter. Amen. And uh, amen. Nothing really significant about his family. In fact, you read it this morning. Amen. If you go back and study the law in the Old Testament. Amen. That God gave them as Mary came back in. Amen. To, to give the gift and offer the sacrifices for the purification of her body, amen, for giving birth to Jesus. Amen. The Old Testament gave two, the law gave two different options that you could do to order to bring sacrifices. And I can't quote them to you verbatim, but I can say there was another sacrifice because it said two young turtle doves and two pigeons. Amen. That was for those that couldn't afford the greater sacrifice. So that tells us, I mean, he came into this world, I mean, a lowly stature, born in a manger. I mean, how much lower could he get? Didn't even have any room for him and his family in, in the end. Amen. But it wasn't about how, amen, the stature, I mean, the, the economic stature, status of, of Jesus Christ when he came into this world. Amen. I believe he did that, amen, because he said he came as an humble servant. He said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve and to give my life as a ransom. For many. Jesus was born to die. That's why he came into this world. He knew that from a very young age. I believe what is it, 12 years old. He's at the temple. His mom and dad done gone back home. Amen. We, uh, we were watching Christmas movies last night. It kind of reminds me that we were, uh, decided to watch a few Christmas movies uh, with the girls last night at the house. And uh, uh, one of them we watched was Home Alone. I don't know if you all know that one. The old original Home Alone uh, uh, movie. And it uh, just cracks me up some of those uh, uh, Joe Pesci and the other guy and uh, all the, uh, the, the, the thieves there and all the, all the crazy stuff that happens to them and uh, uh, what have you. But, uh, amen, it reminds me, uh, amen, that, uh, you know, they, they ran off and left, uh, amen, little Kevin, amen, at, at the house and they were on their way to uh, France, Paris, or somewhere, wherever they were going. And it's kind of the same way with uh, Mary and Joseph, amen. They go to the temple, they're doing a thing, they're going back, amen, going, to the, going back to the house and finally they realize about halfway home. Where in the world, amen. So maybe should, maybe should have somebody reminded that mom and dad from home alone. I mean, it's all right. I mean, Jesus' parents did the same thing. It, it happens to all of us. Amen. But uh, they, they left. They had to go back. And what was he doing? He was teaching. He was talking. He was asking questions. He was, amen, debating with, with, the, with the smart people of the day, the law. 
the things of God. And he said, I must be about my father's business. What was his father's business? And his father's business, I believe, was dying on the cross for our sins, redeeming us from the power of sin and death, amen, giving us the opportunity, amen, to, to find salvation, to receive the gift of salvation, the gift of the Holy Spirit, amen, the gift of everlasting life. And I believe, amen, tonight, amen, it's a powerful gift, amen, and I believe, amen, it's the true gift of Christmas, amen. I think as Brother Bubba said this morning, we give gifts and we get together and we string lights and we do all these things, amen, but let's don't lose sight of the true meaning of Christmas. The word Christ is in Christmas for a reason, amen, it celebrates his birth, and I, I'm with you, I, I've read all kind of stuff, amen, some would say April the 6th, and you know, some say it was A.D., uh, I'm sorry, B.C. 4, or some say it was B.C. 3 when he was born, and this and that and the other, and they, they try to go back and figure out when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all these things, and they can all come up with different dates and all these things, and we're, we're not going to know that uh, perfectly, amen, but I thank God for a time of year that we have, amen, to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to give him glory and honor, amen, for what he has done for us, amen, our lives, amen. Let us... Let me just encourage us tonight, a few of us, amen, just uh, let me encourage you again, amen, let's let the light of Jesus Christ shine through us, amen, let's don't let this gift that we have go to waste, amen, a lot of gifts, I mean, you give your kids, especially, right, you give the gift, they're so excited, they open the thing up, you get all the batteries, amen, in there, amen, you get the thing all batteried up, because it takes like 17 of them, amen, to power the thing up, and you get it all out, amen, pieces thrown out all over the place, you get it all put together, amen, and about a week and a half after Christmas, you can't find that thing, they ain't played with it for about a week and a half, amen, <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's been five years, and it's sitting in the closet somewhere, and you put it in the yard sale for five dollars, maybe, <laughs> amen, without the batteries, it costs you five dollars in batteries, amen, let's don't be like that with the gifts of God, let's put them to use, Let's take advantage of what, what God has given us, amen. Let's, let's, be, let's be thankful for the gifts that God has blessed us with, amen. Let's use them for his glory. Stand with me if you're able to stand. Amen. Praise God. What a gift, huh? Amen. The gift of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful time of year. Hope and pray, everybody, amen, as we've said, has a, has a wonderful Christmas, has a safe Christmas. I know different ones are, some families are getting together, some families are not getting together, uh, and I know that's, uh, those are tough decisions to make, uh, and uh, I know Brother Bubba's family's had to make that decisions, different ones, and uh, um, you know, who, who would have thought, only 2020, right? I mean, who would have thought, I mean, we'd ever get to the point where we couldn't get together, amen, uh, as family and uh, I mean, have that time and uh, uh, together during Christmas time. It's, it really is a sad uh, situation that we're in, uh, but God is with us. He's faithful. Amen. He's going to bring us through it. Amen. I just keep hoping, praying. Amen. 2021's got to be better. <laughs> Amen. The 2020. Amen. Let's just get through this thing. Amen. We'll pick back up. Amen. In 2021, uh, as I said, with the prayer meetings, and we want to continue on uh, with those, and uh, as long as the Lord leads us to do so. But uh, uh, there's uh, there's just many things we need to be praying about. Uh, uh, there's there's still a lot of question marks and a lot of turmoil and a lot of things going on. Uh, even in regards to the election, and uh, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now, and there's a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of people that uh, are fighting this COVID. There's, there's so many people that have been diagnosed with COVID uh, just in the past couple weeks. It seems like we've seen that definite uh, spike in those numbers, and, uh, and uh, certainly there are people who have uh, 
who have died, and, and this is a serious thing, and uh, we want to be mindful of that, and we want to pray for them as well. But, uh, amen, God is able to move uh, for us on our behalf, amen, through this, and uh, uh, He can eliminate. You know He can eliminate COVID-19? Amen. Whether, whether you want to, you know, it doesn't matter how COVID-19 came to be. God can bring an end to it, amen, immediately if He wants to, amen. It's, uh, God can also protect us and protect our families. I know uh, there's been many of us that have been affected by it, but uh, we're just going to continue to pray for protection, protection for you uh, and your families as you get together this Christmas and uh, look forward to seeing you guys back in the new year. Uh, Tap the night, if the Lord's willing, the creek don't rise and the borders don't close, <laughs> amen. Uh, we're we're going to go on a little bit of a vacation uh, after Christmas, uh, we're taking the RV so we can kind of stay to ourselves, and uh, uh, we're just going to go and uh, get away for uh, a little while, so we probably won't see you guys uh, next Sunday, next weekend, uh, and uh, through that next week, amen, but we'll be back, amen, the following week there, and uh, y'all pray for us as we travel, amen, that God would take us there, bring us back safely, keep us safe as we're there, amen, as well, amen. Brother Jimmy, you want prayer tonight? Amen. Brother Jimmy said, I'm going to open my gift. <laughs> Nobody else don't want it. We want it, don't we? Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we know it by the Jimmy, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, God, tonight. Uh, we ask you, Lord, God, to touch, God, to move, God, to bless, God, upon his life. God, to give him, God, what he has need of, Lord, tonight. God, touch him, God, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, whatever he needs, God, tonight. God, you're the one that's able, God, to do it. God, we ask you, Lord Jesus, God, just continue, God, be with his family, God, save his lost loved ones, God, in Jesus' precious Holy name. Amen. Anybody else need prayer? Amen. If not, Brother Bubba, amen. Close the Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, everybody, all over the house. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Great message tonight. And uh, I believe it just like Brother Tony's preached it tonight. I believe what God's Word said. Brother Rick, you and I believe it, don't we, Brother? If God's Word said it, that sealed it, didn't it? Amen. We can stand on God's Word. Bible saw, speaks of that Word being an encrafted, crafted Word of Almighty God, which is able to save our souls. Amen. I thank God that's our roadmap. I thank God that everything we need is in that Word of Almighty God. And uh, all we got to do is believe it, brother. All we got to do is believe it and accept it. Well, like Brother Tony said, y'all have a, a, a Merry Christmas, and let's all be safe and uh, pray for one another. And... Uh, We'll uh, reopen again, like we said, uh, church again next Sunday morning. But we want you to uh, just be in much in prayer and, uh, and everything and just keep us all in your prayers. We love you here at Raven New Testament Church. And if there's no more announcements, Brother Rick, would you do the honor and dismiss us, brother? Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.